0: out the gift. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. You gotta go, you
1: gotta go. No one gets it. Am I still to create the perfect system. You
0: take drugs, Danny? Yeah. Good. Are you taking the fucking piss. Staring at wall.
1: Cooks, oh, the wall. Cocks. not seeing the wall. Take that fucking piss. Looking past
0: the wall. Nobody trusts anybody now. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. A man should have a hobby. Do you feel like this is like a experimental for Scorsese? This like mystery thriller avenue that he goes down with this movie?
1: I I could see that. Yeah. I mean, it's different than most of his other movies, really. Like I'd have to look at his filmography. But for the most part, you know, you think of Martin Scorsese, you think of uh, Taxi Driver, uh, Raging Bull, Mean Streets, Goodfellas, Chicago. Nope. Goodfellas Casino. Casino. Um, Departed. Mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. Silence was kind of a weird Never offshoot seen it. one. That's a really interesting <clears throat> movie. I think you should watch it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's really, really good. I gotta
0: see Raging Bull.
1: <clears throat> I didn't like that one Yeah, as much. You said it was very loud, right? Scorsese has this structure to his movies where it's the rise and fall of a character. Yeah. And that's most movies of his to some degree. But Raging Bull was that way, but I didn't really like the character. I didn't think it was that interesting of a story. It's also been a while since I've seen it, so it's probably not the fairest assessment. Yeah. But I just remember it being kind of meh and just yeah a lot of yelling like domestic violence sort of yelling and it's like it's you know some things just aren't that interesting and I think that's one of those so for me it just didn't really hit the nail on the head it was kind of like I don't know it wasn't my favorite anyway so all those movies kind of have something Right? Yeah. Then he comes back and does Irishman. Mm -hmm. And then now he's got Killers of the Flower Moon coming out. Yeah. So I feel like Killers of the Flower Moon and Silence kind of have this historical telling of the truth or something. Yeah. That he's like going after. But he's he's shedding light on a, a historical event or something. And I think he's really good at that. But I think this Shutter Island movie is somewhere in between that. It doesn't really fit in any of his other movies.
0: I agree with you. When you think of Scorsese, I think of mob bosses, like mob movies, the rise and fall of a character, which obviously there is a rise and fall of a character in this movie, but it's like a complete ruse, you know? Yeah. And it's, it just, it shutter Island is almost one of those ones where you're listing off Scorsese movies and you'd forget it, that it's yeah. a Scorsese movie, and you'd be like, "All oh, right, that's a movie Yeah, that he made, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's funny that you say, like, the historical, you know, he's good at kind of taking that historical piece or, like, almost like a true story, because um, Goodfellas is based off a true story. And, mm-hmm. you know, taking that stuff and then making a movie out of it, like, Shutter Island was a book made by Dennis Lehane. Okay. Lehane. I don't know if that's if you say his name right. But I was watching uh, behind the scenes on this movie and he was talking about how he wanted to – he didn't the, – the author didn't really know where he was in his life. Um, and he, he you know, wanted to kind of just like put that on paper and wanted to look back at a certain time where he felt like the country was the same, where a lot of people didn't know what was going to go on at any given moment. So he like, said so he looked at like McCarthyism in like the 1950s and like how, you know, like we were in the cold war and, uh, you didn't know whether an atomic bomb was going to go off. And, you know, this paranoia of spies and the paranoia of like, MK ultra and these super soldiers and stuff. So I feel like it's very interesting to see him flip that and turn it into a book. And then that be written into a script that Scorsese takes. Cause it kind of got Scorsese hooked on, I guess you could say a theme from a time period in which someone wanted to like explain their emotions or feelings and writing. Okay. You know? A lot of layers. Yeah. <clears throat> which is kind of like this movie. This is a big onion yeah. just being peeled back the entire time. Mm-hmm. This was the first movie that I saw where at the end, I was just like, no, I, I I couldn't accept it. And so spoiler to the movie, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it because we're going to dive into this movie just raw.
1: We're going to raw dog. this we're movie. Raw I feel like that's the only way to do it this really
0: movie. is. And I seriously at the end didn't understand it when i first watched this movie in 2010 yeah i hundred I mean, percent still thought he was a detective
1: i was confused by the whole thing i remember not knowing really what was going on and i would i had probably seen this another time since then that i can't really remember but this is the first time i fully understood the movie mm-hmm. and looked i went online and Confirmed everything and looked at everything and found some things I didn't see or notice. But yeah, I think after doing some of that research, I appreciated the movie a little bit more. Same. I think this movie's... it. It's weird because it's disturbing. Yeah. You know, there's creepy images. There's disturbing themes. And on top of that, it's just... Martin Scorsese sometimes doing Martin Scorsese shit. Yeah. Like some of his, some of his edits and like classic Scorsese that he does with movies where yeah. like there's pans or quick zooms or it, it's few and far between, but he does still do that in this movie. And to me, it doesn't work. Really? Yeah. For some, for some things yeah. like what I, I, what I'm thinking of right now is in the beginning of the movie, like they will just be having conversations and then there'll be like a quick, there'll be a quick pan to something. And then the scene would just continue. So in his other movies, he'll do that, but that usually cuts to another scene or it shows like something important. And then, I don't know it, I think that style of editing helps with his other movies because those movies have a faster pace and they cover a lot of ground. This one, he kind of does that during a conversation and I just don't think it works sometimes. I just feel like it's unnecessary and it's a little, it almost kind of takes you out of it. It's like, I don't need to have a a swoosh pan to Leo. Like they're just talking Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. And like that's real nitpicky and that was just, only like a couple times, I think kind of at the beginning, I think the rest of it works out pretty fine, but there was some things where I was like, oh wow, I'm kind of seeing some of the Scorsese in this. Mm -hmm. And I, it it was kind of a hard sell, especially for something like he's never really done like a mystery thriller.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you to an extent. And then like I did more research into the movie Mm -hmm. and understood a lot of the reasons why, He was doing what he was doing, or what other people interpreted why he was doing stuff, right? Because I mean, you still have a lot of that Scorsese quick pan, or like in the middle of a conversation, you know, it's just like, for instance, uh, when Teddy and Chuck are having the conversation on the boat in the beginning, he asks about his wife, and then it just like he's like, Yeah, I had one, she's dead, and then it like does a flashback. But then it shows the water underneath them, and then it yeah. like freeze frames her face, and then it goes back. And it's just kind of like, why is it edited this way? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? You know, it's not really making sense. But it's essentially what I looked at it when a lot of that stuff's happening, and a lot of the like devices he uses is Scorsese's just like showing you the game that's happening. And yeah. when you don't know that this whole like role play slash game is happening Mm -hmm. it's just confusing you just like yeah what is all this information that i'm getting it it feels like a shittily edited movie like the Mm -hmm. first time i watched this i didn't really understand like i said i didn't understand it and this is probably the third time i've ever watched this movie and i just watched it at at a complete like a different like the second time I watched this movie, I still went into it thinking, I don't know if he's crazy or not. Mm-hmm. And this one I went into it being like, he's a hundred percent crazy. This is like a this is this is all fabricated. And you could just see all yeah. the little signs that it was. Yeah.
1: For sure. I mean, it definitely has a lot of layers like we were talking about, but at the same time, he gives you the clues. Yeah. And there's definitely things where even if you don't know the twist, it's weird. Like there's weird things that happen. And then when you do know the twist, you go back and you see it, it makes more sense. And you can kind of put two and two together a little bit more. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. But you're right. It does kind of appear as a weird a weird movie, maybe sometimes a little weirdly made. Yeah. You know, or I mean, it's Martin Scorsese. I'm not going to say it's a bad badly made movie but I'm just saying I think it it's kind of a hard sell because it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth yeah like the the topic is dark like it's it's a dark movie like mm-hmm. the subject matter is dark and the creepy. tone is but, dark yeah and like I think the lighting's kind of weird like gothic, it's yeah yeah it's it's not like pleasant really to look at so I don't know it, it's an interesting movie I don't think it's super appealing
0: no it's not I I mean i watched half of the movie and then went and did research and then watched the rest of the movie and i think i got halfway through the movie and i was just like i don't know
1: you Mm -hmm. know and Mm -hmm. then
0: i did my research and i was like all right i appreciate this a little more because i'm seeing a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. now it's just it does leave a bad taste in your mouth and it's this honestly like a disheartening movie like the the reveal at the end i Remember, this is the first time I watched it through the eyes of knowing he was crazy the whole time. And I teared up when he goes and tries to save his kids who are already drowned in the water Mm -hmm. at the end. Like, I was like, fuck. Like, that is. It's just like darker than what we're used to seeing Scorsese do. But Scorsese has done dark stuff like he's doing mob hits. People are just like yeah but it's not kids it's yeah it's yeah you
1: know it's not it's not breaking down the psyche family. of yeah. a human right yeah like it hits harder it goes it really just goes somewhere that nobody wants no anything to go and ultimately it's a movie it's entertainment and it's kind of like what the fuck yeah but is he gonna be that mentally ill from any other experience
0: yeah, I mean, you know,
1: like what's going to what's really going to trigger that and make the audience believe like, yes, he was a normal or like a mentally stable person who like flipped a switch and now they're, you know, trying to merge him back. So I, I, I get that,
0: but yeah. it, it's just heavy, you know, I mean, even just all the flashbacks of like the concentration camp stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's there's a lot of imagery that's just like
1: that you are fuck. forced to watch. Yeah, like seeing the mother and daughter like frozen, and then uh, it's yeah. like you know she's gonna open her eyes at some point, and then she does, and it's like fuck, I don't want to watch, I
0: don't want to see and, that, and just like the bo- like the piles of bodies mm-hmm. frozen, and it almost looked like the thing. It did look like the thing when you watch this movie and you do it through the eyes of understanding that he is mentally ill from the beginning like it, it just makes so much sense like it doesn't make any sense why he meets his partner on the boat there mm-hmm. you know a lot of things don't make sense It just that he shows up and the guards are all looking at him and mm-hmm. they're all like tense you know everyone's just kind of like there's all just these little breadcrumbs of stuff like chuck aka dr sheehan is just like always like given the other like people looks and it's just, you can all just see it happening in front of you. Yeah. And you almost don't want to believe it because that reveal leaves you feeling like a crazy person. You're almost like, Whoa. Yeah. Like you feel exactly how Leo or Teddy feels in that moment. You're mm-hmm. like, the whole your whole world is like, crashing down on you. What that you're just re- like literally repressing all of this, mm-hmm. which is crazy.
1: I want to know how you just feel about this movie. Like, did you, do you like this movie? We've been wanting to do this for a while. Like, we've had this we've, as a yeah as an option. I think even since like last year, like this time last year, we like maybe Shutter Island, Shutter
0: Island, in like November. I think yeah. we're
1: talking about right. Yeah. Oh we finally
0: done it. So I think I just gonna like skipped ahead to one of our categories, but like mm. this isn't a desert island movie for me, not at all. And I said it's like it's a good movie, but like I said, I've only watched it three times maybe, mm-hmm. and I just it it's probably gonna be like another three years until I watch it again. Yeah, you know, yeah, it just is like you said, it's dark and it's a, but it's a, not there's a like gothic fun. tone and it's yeah. It, like there's there's
1: several dark movies that are fun yeah. or just more palatable, mm-hmm. and this one I'm not like itching to watch
0: again. No, like I could watch Psycho, yeah, a bunch, or like Departed. Like I could watch The Departed. Like it leaves you kind of down. Yeah, or any like would we? Which I could watch what did we do last year for we did the Blair Witch. Like that's Sinister. dark. I could watch Sinister's dark. I could watch that. Yeah, I don't you know. know. There's
1: just something about this movie that's
0: just almost too real. Because there is no like paranormal thing to it. There's yeah. it's reality. It's mental. It's the fact that we're watching this man's illusion, and he's so mentally ill, and it's all real, and it's you know this is all happening. Like I I wrote down in my notes. I said, isn't it crazy that U.S. medicine conducted lobotomies and it's used as a horror device in movies? Like, yeah, one who flew over a cuckoo's nest, mm-hmm. a lobotomy in any sort of asylum or movie that has to do with an insane hospital or a mental hospital is end game. Like there is no there's no coming back from that. This was actually mm-hmm. procedures that we do or we did. And it was crazy yeah like that's it's insane to think that's what we did to mentally ill people yeah (laughs) and so like yeah it's dark as fuck yeah you know there was no coming back from it i think that's why it's it's unpleasant it's a it's almost like a a look back at Mm. a a dark time in and based on truth and based on truth and just like a dark time in medical history Mm -hmm. in the world but also like to think that a country that's supposed to be medically advanced like the United States, you know, had... Just lobotomizing. Just lobotomizing shoving people. needles
1: up people's eyes. Yeah. Digging around the brain. Just, yeah. The concentration camps are just another, like, added layer of disturbing truth. You know? Like, yeah. Like, just seeing all that, it's just, it's like, fuck. Like, now I'm also thinking about all of that terrible stuff on top of all the other terrible...
0: Well, yeah. And so I think that's what he does to help hint towards or how it makes it so easily show you that he is the most violent patient at Ashcliff. Mm-hmm. He has gone through a war. He's seen some un, like, unreal shit. He's killed people before. And... Then something like that in his life happens where his wife is also insanely mentally ill and he decides to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And then she kills their kids and he ends up killing her and it just like snaps him. Yeah. To the point where he needs to create an entirely different narrative of his life Mm -hmm. in order to live. Yeah. And when anyone reminds him that he's actually Andrew Latis, he beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. And just get like ment like violent.
1: He can't he just he can't do it. I have I have a short description of this movie explained. Yeah. Andrew Latis is a US marshal whose wife, Dolores, is mentally unstable. In spite of people's advice, Andrew chooses to ignore her condition And one day she drowns and murders their children. He is overtaken by rage and kills Dolores. And the incident makes him lose his mind. Everything you just said. He's admitted into Shutter Island and is treated by Dr. Kali and Dr. Sheehan for two years. He believes himself to be Edward who is at Shutter Island to expose experiments conducted on the patients. Because of Andrew's army background, he is extremely dangerous and has hurt many inmates and staff the board wants to lobotomize him. Dr. Colley seeks permission to conduct a massive role play to snap Andrew out of his fantasy. The film sees Edward being taken through this role play and his conspiracies are fueled. In the end, at the lighthouse, which is supposed to be the center of all human experiments, the truth is revealed. Edward is Andrew, a patient at Ashcliff and now they need to wait a day to see if his sanity remains with him. Next morning, Andrew acts like he has regre- regressed because he finds it impossible to live with the knowledge of being responsible for his family's death. He is taken away to be lobotomized. I think that's also a point of contention is just you hear Andrew Latis so much and you hear... Or a point of confusion. you And you hear Teddy, Edward, Leo, yeah. as the marshals, talk about Andrew Latis so much... It's kind of hard to see him as
0: Andrew. Leonardo DiCaprio is Teddy or Edward Daniels. Shout out Daniels, baby. He is Teddy Daniels. He believes that his wife was killed in a a fire in their apartment because Andrew Latis, who was a fucked up mental pyro, would work at different apartments or work at different buildings as maintenance crew and decided to light different places on fire. And so mm-hmm. he blames the death of his wife on Andrew latest, which they have someone play later. And he describes him as this foul, you know, six foot tall mangy guy with a, with a scar across his face. Yeah. So that's what's so fucked up about this. And we have run-ins in, in, his fantasies, Teddy comes across Andrew latest. Who's yeah. this completely different character. He like so personifies it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so, and this whole Andrew Latus thing gets thrown at us, I think during maybe the storm. Yeah. And he talks about, he, he's telling his partner, Chuck. Yep. About like, Andrew Latus is here. Andrew Latus killed my wife, but that's not why I'm here. It's because he's missing. I don't, it, he's, he yeah. starts telling stuff that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No. And it's like, but you were assigned here. Like it just, there's plot holes and it just kind of is like, that doesn't make much sense, but it's, he's just making up this story. It's like, he's
0: just fabricating stuff to repress pain.
1: Mm-hmm. And Andrew Latus is an anagram of Edward Daniels. So his brain's even doing weird shit like that.
0: Also the part of the game that they're doing or the uh, role play that they're playing is that he's there to investigate Rachel Solomon. Is that what her name? Or is yeah. something like that, which is an anagram for Dolores Chanel, which is his actual wife. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of symbolism going on in this movie too. And a lot of like crazy shit that's happening that once again, scorsese is like putting these breadcrumbs in front of us yeah but unless you you've seen it and you know what's happening you don't really understand like what um a lot of what i looked into for this was this theory that there was actually no storm that happened while he was there and that the part of the role play because they knew that he was off his meds, mm-hmm. they could use the storm as a device to keep him on the island, to know that he was never going to be able to get to the ferry to get off again. Mm. Um, and there are a couple hints towards this, and I don't think it's 100% confirmed, but um, you know, there's a lot of times where Teddy is getting like he's having a migraine and these, you know, flashes of lightning are happening, but it doesn't seem to be affecting anybody else in the room. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, it seems like there's these times where he talks about the storm and like the doctor, like people are like looking outside, like there isn't a storm, but then they're like, Oh yeah, the storms here. Uh, There's a moment where at the end after uh, Teddy is running in the cliffs and stuff and the warden picks him up Mm the warden talks about you know you're you're as violent as the storm that's happening right now yeah and like there is no storm it's a it's a sunny day uh and then even when you see scenes of you know all these branches and shit that are fallen all throughout the yard it's like At the end, the last scene is, like, maybe no more than 24 hours after that. Everything is picked up and clean. Like, nothing ever happened.
1: Yeah. So And that's really weird because after the storm, he goes to block C. Yeah. And it's just wrecked. And people are running around picking up stuff and cleaning things. So all of that was just fabricated.
0: Yeah. I, I looked this up midway through before watching it. So I tried to go through it Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, you never really see people picking up the branches or anything after that, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it it is like, and
0: it's just like 100% back to normal. And I think that, yeah, it's just a device that the doctors use in the role play to make him know that he can't escape. Which yeah. is crazy.
1: We also talked earlier about clues that Martin Scorsese leaves. And I think we could touch on some of those. There's I feel like there's quite a bit, but we, we did mention like the guards at the beginning when he was coming off the ferry. Like they were definitely
0: They were uptight, on dude. They were edge. like grip, they are mean mugging him mm-hmm. and gripping the gun. And he's like he asked the deputy warden, he's like, Why are your men so uptight? He's like, we're all a little uptight right now. And it's like, because the most violent, dangerous patient is loose. Is loose and they're playing a game. Like, yeah. these guys have to be ready to, like, gun this man down. Because if he gets a gun, he's military trained.
1: He handed he the gun could... over right away.
0: Yeah. I mean, granted, we find out later it was a fucking fake gun. Yeah. But, I mean, if he grabs one of those M1 Grands from those guys, like, he could mm-hmm. fucking kill probably at least 10 of them and run away and he's in the woods just you know yeah he has one of those guns and someone triggers him to be latest he's like i'm not and he just starts going off they're all they're all kind of just it's a scary fucking time and honestly i'd be terrified to be dr sheehan or chuck
1: just when we were talking about handing over the guns chuck is just fucking with his gun He's not a marshal. He's not a cop. He's a doctor. So he doesn't, he's not a handle a gun. So that was awkward and weird. And he ends up handing over like the holster and everything. You yeah. Know? Teddy
0: kind of gives him a look like, like, dude, what the hell? It's kind of a suspicious look. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? And I feel, I'm sure a lot of the guards are like, Oh fuck, here we go. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to realize that this is, you know, he's going to snap at any moment and he holds it together. Yeah. I feel like it's a big sigh of relief for, the external part of the experiment right there when he doesn't do anything.
1: And also just like, that's his psychiatrist for two years. Like he knows that guy, but he's just, I know he's playing a major role in this. Just right up front. Cause if that doesn't work, then nothing else will. So it makes sense, but it's just such a gamble.
0: It's disheartening at the end when he's like, Andrew, I've been your primary psychiatrist for two years. And also like, Don't get me wrong. I love Mark Ruffalo. He's such a good actor that he's bad at acting like a detective as a doctor in this movie. Like when you're watching it, Mm -hmm. you're like, you're just so bad at acting like a detective right now. Yeah. No, there's kind
1: of see it. It was definitely a little corny, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's deep enough to be like, that's him purposely acting bad. Because just, he's not actually a detective or a marshal. I don't know. So there's maybe that. Maybe it's like the 50s thing that it's always going to be like just, just always a little. Calling him boss. Just a little cheesy. It's yeah. Like, what's,
0: what's next, boss? It's like, dude, I don't feeling? even know you. Yeah. I just it's met just you. I met you on loyalty. the boat. I didn't even met you in the. Yeah. I met you on the boat
1: in here. Yeah.
0: They're fucking poisoning my food in Boston and giving me all these neurological cigarettes he's
1: losing it dude <laughs> he was spiraling bad <laughs> he
0: was uh.
1: i also read that there's stuff in the background like security guards will be there and then they won't and i think some of that is when if chuck is there there's not a security guard if it's just uh leo or Latus or teddy then there is like one in the background so there's a lot of weird stuff like that there's all of his dreams he has. Like, there's weird stuff with fire and water. Yeah. Water, He's he has, like, an aversion to because his kids were drowned in it. So, like, that's why he was sick at the beginning. Yeah. It's a massive symbol in this yeah. movie.
0: It's, like, essentially his hell. Yeah. So, water is used a lot. I saw that, like, they believe that fire, also, like you said, is, since it's the opposite of water and... A lot of this, the scenes with fire that go on within the movie is thought to believe to be fantasy. So every time you see fire, mm-hmm. there's it's there's a fantasy moment, right? Interesting. So you that first interaction with Latos, there's fire in the background. Okay. It's like not really happening. Uh, okay. Um, everyone lights his cigarettes for him throughout the movie. He never has a lighter for himself. Mm-hmm. So. For him to just randomly have matches later on in the movie. Yeah. I don't think that he actually had matches. I think that well, he, he also was just like hallucinating to,
1: that. Right. But he also talked <clears throat> to dude, George. To George. But. I think he was just talking to him he without was just the match. talking to George without the match. Okay. I think
0: he just thought. Yeah. You know. And like George was laying it out for him, man. George was. George like, was
1: giving it to him straight. Yeah. Kelly Leak. Yeah. Yeah. From Bad News Bears. Yeah. Got the motherfucker.
0: That actor, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. He's a creepy looking dude.
1: He is a creepy dude.
0: He is a creepy looking dude. Yeah, he's
1: perfect for that role.
0: Yeah. um, uh, but, So
1: with the fire, yeah, I also read that, like water, he has an aversion to fire because fire is what lit the match that burned the building down, which in Teddy's mind is what killed his wife. Yeah. So he's also weird about that, but in real life, his wife burnt down their apartment to get them to go to their lake house. Yeah. So that was like a series of events that she had planned too. So he also has guilt for that for, you know Yeah. His spiraling reasons, but everything just kinda goes back to like the cause of all of his trauma. Right? I mean so- there's just
0: the 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 massive like undertone or theme for Andrew Latus or Teddy is just guilt. I just, I don't think that he's a he, guilty bull. He, yeah, he's guilty. He's guilty as guilty. charge. <laughs> he, he can't, he's so guilty. He can't live his life as his normal self. He's, mm-hmm. He feels the guilt that he killed his kids because he didn't listen to anybody about his wife. In that he stayed away and ignored all the signs and that he killed his like, he, he's, it's entirely his fault. And I feel like a lot of it too, is he, he talks about it as Teddy is, he feels guilty that they didn't, they weren't able to do anything for like the concentrate, the people in the concentration camp. So there's just yeah. like, there's a lot of guilt on his conscience mm-hmm. from, The war from killing, from the images that he saw from war, and then obviously the insane collapse of his reality with his kids being murdered by his wife and ragefully killing his wife from doing that, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. A lot going on.
0: Just... This is a million layered onion that you're being pulled back into the mind of Andrew latest.
1: And another cool thing with what's his name? the creepy guy, George, George. He was
0: like whispering like latest
1: and stuff. Yeah. When he when Leo was going through block C and I hadn't remembered the full ending. So I didn't really remember that he also was latest, you know, whatever. So, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, why would he just be saying a name that would provoke Edward? Yeah. Like, how would he know that? And, like, they're talking like they know each other. And, like, it's definitely weird. And that's when things really start being like, what the fuck? Because I feel like that, like, flips a switch in the movie of, like, okay, we really don't know what's going
0: on. I mean, yeah, that's... Like, Leo's
1: not telling everything that he knows
0: like that's essentially him going to block C or Ward C mm-hmm. is essentially like the tipping of the iceberg because his conversations with George are up until that point you're given hints, but you don't really know it's pretty much laid out there. He's like, how did you, how did you end up here? Mm-hmm. Cause he talks earlier about how, George was at some place in like some prison somewhere else. And then he's there and he's yeah. like, How'd you end up here? And he's like, You put me here. And he doesn't understand it. But it was like later he talks to Dr. Kali after he comes back from that thing. And he says, One of our, uh, George said something that triggered one of our patients and put them into a rage and beat him near to death. Mm-hmm. So we had to separate him and put him into Ward C. Yeah. And that was. And
1: that's what the George f- says. Yeah, kind of right away. He's he's like shows latest his face. Yeah, he's like you don't and he's remember. He's all beat up, and he's like, "Look what you did to me," or whatever. Right? Yeah.
0: And then he's like, "This is all a game. Mm-hmm. This is you're not investigating anything. You're a rat in a maze."
1: George, you know, he's it's just a couple of crazy guys talking to each other. But you know, I mean, he's pretty he's pretty spot on. Like he yeah. knows at least what's going on.
0: I have to think that. Andrew has friends at the at the hospital, right? And yeah. I'm guessing Mrs. Kearns, they, you know, maybe they both killed their spouses. So they've, you know, they sympathize for each other and he's friends with George. And so, like, in that scene with Mrs. Kearns, this, that, I don't know if you caught it, but, like, she asks when they're interviewing her, she asks for a glass of water and uh, Mm -hmm. Chuck goes and gets it for her and then brings it over. And she like doesn't, she picks it up and like drinks, but there's nothing in her. She drinks with an empty hand. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really weird. But then she puts the cup down again. Mm -hmm. So like, I think a part of it is his fantasy, but she also takes his notebook and writes run. Yeah. And then when he asks her, when Leo Teddy asks her, do you know who Andrew latest is? She like breaks down almost because she like, she knows that she's talking to Andrew, but she can't. Cause she they're can't all play, playing the game. She can't play anymore. Cause she's like, this is just like, this is so fucked up. Mm-hmm.
1: I think the water thing is also, it, it also goes back to that aversion to water. So yeah. from his perspective, she drinks nothing yeah like he doesn't see the water like he's refusing to see it Mm -hmm. that's at least what i was able to piece together but like she's actually drinking water but he doesn't want to see it because he's repressing it
0: yeah yeah
1: and then also when he shows chuck the notebook that says run it's just pouring rain and water's just pouring down on it and and spilling yeah kerns kerns is it yep is that her trying to tell Andrew latest to run to prevent him from being lobotomized. lobotomized. I believe so. And I think that's similar with the girl, the very, very creepy old woman at the beginning when yeah. she's doing the shush. Yeah. I, I looked that up cause I wasn't entirely sure. And with one Reddit theory thinks that she's a lobotomized patient, which I agree with because she's very docile. Right. Yeah. She's signaling him like to keep quiet, or else you'll end up like me. Like yeah, shushing. you'll end
0: up getting lobotomized.
1: And I think that that could be it. But I also had the thought that she is shushing at Teddy because she knows that it's Andrew Latis. And the only way she can really perceive playing along with the game is, is by just her like not her, saying like, anything? shushing. And yeah. just like, I don't know. I think it's like her That's way of creepy. saying, like, don't spoil it, and that she's just part of the game, too. So, I think either way it works. Yeah. But I think either way is both very creepy. She's,
0: there's no doubt in my mind that she's lobotomized. Yeah, she right? has to be. Like, her eyes are bloodshot. She has that cut on her neck. Like, her hair's falling out. That's just like one of those creepy moments in the trailer that they really get you with, too. I remember. I was like, yeah, I remember that's where I saw where this. I don't want to see that. Yeah. What, when I saw the trailer to this movie and I saw this movie, I was scared. Like it was a horror movie. And then, like you said, and we said earlier, I, you know, it's a mystery and it's a thriller, but it's like, can we create a new theme for a movie just called depression? <laughs> like this movie just is disturbing dep- yeah. depression. It's just, just this movie is just the worst cool fact i guess for me on this (laughs) was this movie was filmed in new england and so a lot of boston um some national parks in new england in new hampshire and in maine uh so but i don't know there was like this like 2010s editing that was going on to this movie where i could kind of like see some green screen behind some people at some times and i didn't think it looked completely great in like Mm -hmm. the gothic tone of it being very gray and all this stuff until the end when it was sunny It was just Mm -hmm. you know i
1: feel like this movie would have been really really cool in black and white
0: yeah it almost they should have just done it all in black and white and then when he goes to get lobotomized it's like the wizard of oz
1: yeah yeah that would have been cool there was also the uh, rule of four. What does so, that mean, so, ah, dude? I looked it up and I don't really believe what I've found. Because it's—is it supposed to be an anagram or something? Well, I—I I think it's about the anagrams. Okay. So it's from what I found online is the. To back up, real quick there's a note that he finds in Rachel's room who which is actually Teddy's room and that's why he was able to find the note in the mm-hmm. under the floorboard like yeah. he knew exactly where to look and it said some the, the rule of 4 who is 67 so 67 refers to the number of patients he is the 67th patient the rule of 4 refers to the anagrams that he came up with so it's the four names it's edward daniels is an anagram of andrew Latis. and then rachel salando is an anagram of dolores chanel so that's what i found but i feel like that's i don't know i just feel like that yeah it's the four people i guess i don't know it's it's interesting
0: the law for but like when he goes in and he stops dr collie at a like meeting like some one of the scientists in the back or like doctors is like the rule of four. I love that or right. something like that. It's you like know? they
1: know what he's talking about or something. Yeah. Oh, man. They have insight. yeah. So there, there's that, that we kind of get thrown at. There's the search party at the beginning of the movie and they just look bored and uninterested. I, well, Cause
0: they're not, they not searching, searching for anything. For anyone. at first I there. thought it
1: was because they can't find Rachel and they're bringing it the in, Where is she? Where is she? Rachel. citizen. And these guys are just looking for this girl who doesn't exist and this marshal comes in who's a kook. and they're like what's this guy going to do? This guy thinks he's better than us. Who is this fucking guy? Comes in here thinks he's going to find this Rachel. We haven't we've been combing this island for Forty eight goddamn hours.
0: Yeah. But, like Chuck Ale. Chuck all. Fucking Ch- Chuck all. Chuck all from Seattle. <laughs> What's it like in Portland? I'm from Seattle. Why?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I don't so, know. So uh, we wouldn't realize that is hey, doctor. Seattle. Yeah. Chuck's from Seattle.
1: So that was the reason why those cops or the, the guards, you know, look so look so bored they're just they weren't searching for anyone and then there's the patient document that uh chuck has and he he presents this document to latest kind of later in the movie and he's basically like this proves that latest is in the hospital yeah but like Teddy doesn't look at it. He grabs it, puts it in his pocket. And I think Teddy was doing that to try to trigger like everything they do in the movie is just trying to provoke him.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think it's supposed to help get his fantasy to the point where it shows that it's not real.
1: Yeah. It's like proving that he is Andrew Latis. Yeah. And he doesn't want to see it because he knows subconsciously that he is. But he's. But they
0: don't want to, like, force him. They don't want to... F- they're obviously trying to make him realize that he's Andrew Latest, but I don't think they're trying to force-feed him.
1: No, they're not going to just go out and tell him. Like, they would do that right away.
0: Because even Dr. Nearing, like, who obviously wants to lobotomize the fuck out of him... Mm-hmm. He's still he, playing he, along. Yeah. Do you feel like they made Andrew Latus the uh, fantasy version of Andrew Latis, kind of look like Robert De Niro. I thought it did look a little like De Niro. I'm They're trying. like, we can't get De Niro in this movie, so we'll make Latis kind of look like him.
1: I don't know if that was the intention. Yeah. But I definitely double-taked and I was like, God, that looks like
0: De Niro. I was like, who is that? I feel like I know that guy. Um, then do I also you, do you think that <laughs> I think that like maybe it was like a nod maybe like a little nod to you know just of Scorsese being like we'll kind of make him kind of I bet a Scorsese was like god I
1: wish I had young De Niro
0: for this role there's this really cool effect during uh Teddy's meetup with Andrew latis uh, for the first time with in the in the living room at the fireplace where he looks over and the Rachel Solando that he thinks he's investigating is bloody and has that ch- like the child in front of her. Yeah. Which is ends up being his child. Yeah. Uh, but he's like smoking a cigarette and oh. the smoke is like inverting. Oh, like yeah. It's going back into I the. Thought cigarette. That was cool. Uh, also, this movie really, really made me want to smoke a cigarette. They want to rip a dart. They smoke so many cigarettes in this movie, and they're just constantly just like lighting these they're 1950s like unfiltered ciggies, and it just makes it look so appetizing. Just dragging it raw. Yeah.
1: I. Uh, we should. You should just take. We should add this to the drinking game. Just halfway through the movie, just step outside and just
0: rip a dart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just think about what's going on.
0: Just right between. Uh, take a sip rule four and five <laughs> Does, smoke a cig go outside and rip a dart
1: an unfiltered lucky
0: cannonball <laughs> Cannonball. his sec is meeting with rachel too which is when you're really hearing someone talk about some real crazy shit Because what she's saying is whack-ass shit about creating super soldiers infused cigarettes and like food so have you eaten the food here yeah you haven't shown up with your own cigarettes like yeah
1: Well, and that Rachel that he finds is supposed to be in his mind, the real Rachel, because the first Rachel he talks to after they say like, Hey, we found Rachel. She was just uh, an orderly there or like a, a a nurse. And so she did a fantastic job acting. Oh yeah. And then she's not actually the real Rachel. And so he finds this real Rachel like in the cliffs
0: she was like, I was a doctor and then, Yeah, and she Marshall, seems like... I was like... a doctor. Marshall, a doctor.
1: <laughs> she seems legit. She seems like not crazy. She seems like she got gypped by the system. Are you serious, dude? The shit she was saying was
0: fucking I, whack.
1: I think that she came across like someone who got screwed by the system... It got stuck in the system, and you know, developed t- crazy tendencies out of it. And but it doesn't matter because she wasn't real anyway. Yeah, like even that was just com- that whole
0: scene is just. I mean, like others, it's just completely made up in his head. So before that, too, uh, fucking he thinks that Chuck falls off a cliff. Yeah, and just die. So he's like, I gotta go find Chuck's body. I'm gonna go down, down there. This.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, just a c- And, like, the cigarette was perfectly on the side of the cliff. And then all the rats come out. And that was weird, too. Scorsese. Scorsese's like, we just gotta put rats in this. I didn't get the rats. There's a ton of rats. Cause like- I
0: think it was maybe the, the parallel to he was a rat in a maze. And it's starting to, like, unravel that, you know, he's not... Not everything is as it seems. And he finds this cave and... The whole that the cinematography whole of the conversation between them where the fire is taking up most of it. And she's talking to him and she's like, you know, and then palsy comes on uh t- 36 hours later. And he's like putting his hands next to a fire, but there was no fire going on. He's just cold. Yeah. Like he's just shivering. Yeah. I don't think he... I don't think he, or he's having withdrawals. Well, in, like that fire isn't happening.
1: Yeah, but in his mind, if the fire's happening, he'll feel warmth.
0: I just, it's not, ha, it's just, it's not there, dude. I, if I, I, my rebuttal of that then is he's, he's having withdrawals from his medication. Yeah. Right? It's just, I don't know, dude. She said some real fucked up shit and I was just like, this really gives it away that he is lost. Like, it. this
1: is what he wants to hear. Yeah. I think. The cinematography in that scene was actually pretty cool. I kind of liked the flame taking up a lot of the screen in a way. I just felt like it was a little claustrophobic. Yeah. And kind of gave the sense that he was a little trapped, but I, I thought it was just kind of cool. Like seeing people like, cause they had a very, very intense conversation between each other and the only thing in between them was, like, this fire. But I guess that's also symbolic of, like, anytime we see fire in the movie, it's fake, right?
0: Yeah. That's what you were saying? Yeah, it's like... So it's like or this whole anytime thing. anytime there's a fire going on, uh, it's a fantasy. Although, yeah. uh, I don't know that he fantasizes if he blows up Dr. Collie's car, because Dr. Collie says, you blew up my car. And Seemed a little pissed that. about it. Yeah,
1: Also not to be a stick in the mud but in the beginning of the movie when he goes and visits when he visits nearing nearing's just sitting in front of a fireplace
0: yeah and like that's a real scene that's real because he's he brings up nearing brings up something about how he has great defense mechanisms because nearing's kind of like a part of it but also fucking with him a bit like
1: and he's like posing as he's like Trying to come across as like a ex-Nazi, right? Like that's I don't part know of the what act.
0: I don't know what he is, but I think a to part try of to that, trigger him. Uh, yeah, that's I what think, I thought. I think a part of the guilt that latest holds is that anyone German he probably just thinks is Nazi. Because there's one part where he thinks that the. Places run by Nazis and communists, and they're yeah. creating ghost soldiers that are going out and doing like that's what that that's what Rachel's that's, saying in the okay, cave. Yeah. And it's, no, I,
1: yeah, that that whole shit. Yeah, I
0: agree. That's wild. <laughs> <And> that's it. <a, laughs> You're I, like you should have heard what she said. It was so there was there was some stuff that I don't know, man. But like there's also some stuff like I don't know, man. That could I don't be know.
1: True. I don't know. There could be Nazi ghost communist soldiers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh I think I I like I really do like the warden who is uh mm-hmm. Ted Levine. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Uh it puts a lotion in the basket or else
1: it gets the hose he, again. Was he more in makeup? They make uh, him look a little older?
0: I think he's just an older dude. Just older dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um but I liked that conversation with him because it was like right after he crawls out of the cave and they f- just kind of find him there and he gets in. And like the warden's playing along mm-hmm. with letting him run around. But like, how many bouts do you think that Andrew Latus and the warden have gone into? Like, they've probably fought.
1: Well, a we bunch. also see the first time Latus has. His migraines, which force him to pass out, yeah, and then he's like waking up, and the orderlies are helping him in into his bed or cot, and he looks at the door, and he sees the warden, he asks who that is, and they tell him who it is, and he makes some joke about him being like an asshole or something, but it's like, how, like, why have we not seen the warden like first thing? Why was he not?
0: Because we saw the deputy warden, who was yeah, uh, but
1: like why like if you're a marshal coming in,
0: John Carroll Lynch,
1: I feel like you're going to see, you're going to see the top brass right away. And we don't see the marshal until like that. Maybe point. they didn't want to trigger
0: him. Right. Right.
1: So, but it's interesting that that would maybe trigger him, but not his psychiatrist. But you, I think you're right. I think it's because they maybe had bouts or.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have that conversation where it's like, he just says he, he loves, you know, the like the violence in the world. He's like, they're men of violence and that he's violent and the warden's also violent and it's just like some crazy shit that he's talking to him about like he's almost like trying to trigger him yeah and he's like almost hinting at like the fact that they've gone toe to toe before and like it's just weird because he's he's at the end he's like if i sunk my teeth into your eye would you fight back yeah then he's like why don't you try it and the warden's like, "All right, he's still, he's still there." Yeah. And he's like, he's almost like an attaboy boy moment, you know? Yeah.
1: It was interesting. I was reading this this article that was explaining how they're constantly just trying to fuel his Edwards conspiracy theory, just like constantly. But that's part of the role play game, right? Like, yeah. Like you were saying, let him in, letting him have control over the island, but just yeah. leading like just leaning into the Nazi thing. And I think that's where uh that gosh, what's that older doctor's name? That knee hearing nearing. He kind of gives those vibes. And then they talk about like the lighthouse, how it's kind of shut off, and then uh
0: no i mean i know what you're saying when you say that they're feeling it because there's sometimes when he says some crazy shit and it seems like chuck is like feeling the conspiracy that's going on on the island Mm -hmm. and i couldn't tell when i was watching it knowing how it ends whether he was hallucinating that chuck was saying that to him Mm -hmm. or if Dr. Sheehan slash Chuck was actually like fueling him with this stuff to continue going yeah. to the point of like no return. Like that is that is what I think that they're trying to do. Is they're trying to fuel him on this fantasy to where there is no more road to run on. It, right. It absolutely makes no more sense, and he cannot go any further yeah. without realizing that he is created this fantasy
1: and that all ends in the lighthouse. That is the finishing mark. That's the checkered flag, right? Yeah. And that's where his fantasy ends. And the, so they, yeah. they tailor that, right? So they have the lighthouse kind of off limits and that's the last place to look. Yeah. And does George talk about the lighthouse? Is that where he gets uh, the idea? He does.
0: He talk he says that that's where they go. And so do I the wonder if like, and the surgeries and stuff. Yeah.
1: So I wonder if George was, like, was he told to say that? Is that just kind of, I wonder if that's, well, I guess, I mean, like, lobotomies are actually performed on the island, right? So I wonder if it really does happen Yeah, in the
0: lighthouse, I'm pretty sure.
1: So it does actually happen there. Yeah. So Latest subconsciously knows this, and as his, and he knows that that's, or he feels that's not right, and that's why his alter ego Teddy. What's
0: going on in there? Was that a good Teddy Daniels? That was pretty
1: good. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me one more time.
0: What's going on in there?
1: And and so, like, he knows that's the finish line. And everyone else does, too. So it aligns. Like, both of his stories, that's where he needs to go. Yeah. And then there's just Doc in there.
0: Dr. Sheehan walks in and is like, i have not your partner. I've been your primary for two years. He grabs the gun. And for a split second, you see him shoot Dr. Colley twice. Yeah. And, and you get like the blood and then just he's unfazed by gun. it. Yeah. And they're Like Andrew, don't do this. Come on. And then he like, I thought a really crazy moment of the movie or two was when he breaks the gun. There's like water coming out of his hands. to show like the reality falling apart the symbolism of his guilt you know yeah what's crazy is he was actually a u.s marshal but as andrew latest right so that that aspect of his
1: charade yeah like he had grounds to behave the way he did like it's not like he was just making up being a detective he wasn't just playing it like that's that was his past life
0: yeah it's and then you get the whole the whole scene of the reveal of what actually happened that day. Yeah. And it's dude, it's like fucking devastating. It kind of made me tear up. I kind
1: of wish throughout the movie when we do see those flashbacks, I wish we saw less of them or if not less of them, we saw quicker blips of them. Cuz I feel like at the end when they Do this explanation, they go through everything again. You see you see basically all the same shit. Like you see him go through Dachau, you see him right? Yep. And they and then you see him go to his lake house.
0: You don't see it stitched together though. You
1: you don't. But I feel like I feel like it just felt very repetitive and having it be the ending where everything's pieced together, it's still effective and it's still like you're saying like it made you tear up like it's still like fucked up but i just feel like we saw that imagery so much throughout the movie that it it maybe could have been a little bit more effective if if we didn't but it it is cool seeing the difference between like how he remembers it in his dreams or in his visions versus reality but I don't know, man. I, I got a little tired of seeing Michelle Williams being c- c- cuckoo, and <laughs> yeah. psycho, and creepy.
0: Uh, this is also the same year that Inception comes out, God. and he just has another manic, depressive wife Yeah, with, like, a lake house scene and his kids. And I, like, maybe it's because they came out the same year, but... I would always get the memory of those two movies oh. and that scene kind of mixed together. Not that she kills the kids in inception, but like it's kind of the same set. There's a similar a layer, vibe.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, so, a, it's like a broken family with a wife who went crazy uh-huh. and he's dealing with alternate realities
0: basically. Yeah. Which as a coping mechanism yeah. in a way. Before we get to the final scene, he realizes he wakes up. He says, What's wrong with him? He says he's Andrew Latest. He has all this guilt. He let, because he didn't, you know, follow the signs that his wife was manic and depressed, she killed his kids, and therefore it's his fault. And then he <laughs> killed her. And he's like, I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Uh, and it's fucked up and then we get the final scene of he's sitting there and uh Dr. Sheehan sits down it's the he, next
1: day after the reveal yeah,
0: yeah they give him a full day right to see give if him he,
1: time to settle in and see if it sticks.
0: Yeah. Um and he sits down and he hands him a smoke and he's like uh so what's our next move, right? Yeah. Which is kind of a misleading question, which you, so do you think he purposely asks what's I, the next move? To see if it triggers him back to Teddy or to see if... It- I
1: think so. I mean, because if Chuck is sitting down next to Teddy, you're not going to ask him, like, are you Latus or are you Edwards? Yeah. yeah. Right? Is, so if you s- ask him, like, what's the next move as Latus, he would probably respond with, like, well, how do I... Like, how do I like get out of here? Or like, what do I need to do to, you know, what, you know, what's the next step in the procedure or something? I don't really know. Yeah. I would, I would guess it's something along those lines. Yeah. If Daniels is talking, then he's going to say,
0: we got to get out of here.
1: But in the sense that like, he's this gonna, island's fucked up. Yeah. Like they're doing shit. They're doing shit. We need to blow up. We need to blow the lid off this place. <laughs> sorry right yeah like that's that's probably what he would do and then i mean i i feel like it's not the hardest interpretation but he basically says he says that so he can lobotomize so he can get lobotomized but in actuality he really was cured or his split personalities were merged back into latest
0: yeah so i was gonna ask you you know you get the you know how do we get off this island chuck and then he like the the biggest build-up scene he looks over to dr collie like we didn't reach him and so dr Collie's obviously upset and is like all right nearing you can do your lobotomy and you get that you know, this place makes me wonder yeah, what's that, boss? Which would be worse? To live as a monster?
1: Or to die as a good man? Teddy? Sheehan is like, wait, what? what? And he just
0: gets up and, and he's he... like, fuck. I, like, I, Sheehan understands. So, that's what I was going to ask I you. Do you think that he was cured mm-hmm. and that he faked it to get lobotomized because he could not live with being latest.
1: I think so. I don't think I could live with my wife killing my kids and then me killing my wife. Like, how do you move on from that? Because as mean, Daniels, that's... he was saying like, I'm not here to kill latus Like that's, uh, I think maybe another part of his psyche that's just trying to survive.
0: Yeah it's i mean it's it's a devastating and part of the movie i think that yeah. e- even more than the kid's dying which is fucked up i think it's more devastating that line that he says is essentially saying i am cured but i'd rather be mindless and die a good man yeah so it's i mean it's just it's just it's, it's a heart sinker it really is yeah it's fucking nuts that's and that's what makes this such a great movie is that that kind of ending yeah you know yeah and that's where it's like this can be a whole dark movie and even that ending is not great but it's like holy shit yeah uh she and is left there like oh fuck
1: but but he's I think Sheehan's going to understand, yeah. right? Like, he's going to – but at the same time, it's like they, they're doing this to, quote-unquote, cure latest. Yeah. And they were successful in doing that, unbeknownst to them. But if, like, sh- if they did know that it was successful – are they going to do this with every patient? It's not going to work with every patient. Is it, you know, like who is it really serving?
0: No, I think Dr. Cawley says that, uh, he doesn't believe in a lot of Western medicine. Cause he doesn't think that you, you, you know, you can't just like give somebody a pill yeah, put them in a corner and they're going to be better. You need to really dig deep at what's at stake with their brain and yeah. try to find that. Like he's almost more of like, I, I mean, he's a psychiatrist, but he's like, a therapist in the way that he doesn't just want to do procedures. It's not just straight Western yeah. medicine. It's, it's, you know, more of a spiritual approach to yeah. it, which is, it's crazy. Cause they leave you with dude. Uh, Ben Kingsley is kind of like a, you know, that the term like, like a false narrator or just like, you can't trust the narrator. I uh, okay. what that yeah. term is. It's like he's like
1: a... Like a false idol or something. He's
0: like a... Ah, that's not the phrase. You can't... Like a, a antagonist that you can't trust. You, he fits that like you think he's evil, kind of the whole movie. Like he's up to something no good, but he's really nice. Yeah. He's actually just trying to get him through this without getting lobotomized. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's hard.
1: But he got him through it and he still just wants to get lobotomized like can you imagine wanting to get lobotomized
0: dude has some serious traumas man he literally yeah i could not i'd
1: rather just try to attack a guard and get shot like (laughs) yeah that's really what you should do
0: yeah fuck dude
1: (laughs) did you know that the title shutter island is an anagram i didn't For Truths and Lies.
0: Wow. Anagrams. Anagrams. This movie was made with a budget of $80 million. um, And worldwide got $295 million. Uh, The movie's $40.2 million opening weekend take in the U.S. Marked as a career best for Scorsese. Uh, And it went on to gross uh 295 million worldwide making it the highest grossing movie of his career that was later surpassed by The Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Yeah. I I read that as well and I thought that was pretty shocking actually. It is.
0: It's a shocking revelation.
1: I I think just as you said earlier you don't really think of this as a Scorsese movie yet it's his highest grossing one. It's kind of like Van Halen like, one of their best songs, or one of their most popular songs is Jump, which uses, like, synthesizers. Yeah. And there's no real guitar in that song. And that's what, like, Eddie Van Halen is. He's, like, the best guitar player. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, this movie? Yeah. Got, like, the highest grossing? So, People I thought that just, was very surprising. They
0: probably were like, fuck, it's been, what, four years since we've seen DiCaprio and Scorsese together yeah like we gotta get it we gotta I, feed me this movie yeah this was after Departed yeah it was and, and that's, that's ca- insane yeah that's wild
1: I, I like this movie I think it's I think it's well made and I think it you know the story is complex and very unique but I just don't I just don't have the love for it that I do for other Scorsese movies or any other real movie. I just don't really have a love for this movie, but I do think it's a good one. And I think it's very interesting.
0: I think it's a good movie. I don't, I think it's, it's just like a hard pill to swallow. Just so surprised that this
1: was his like highest grossing until until Wolf.
0: Yeah. Scorsese and DiCaprio wanted to make Wolf of Wall Street around this time, but the funding from uh paramount just wasn't where they wanted it to be Uh, oh okay so they made this movie interesting yeah um before david fincher was also considered for director so we almost got finched with this one i think
1: i think i would have liked to have seen that
0: yeah i feel like it's more of a fincher toned movie i kind of i've yeah like it 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 gives that i think if we had fincher making this movie you would have that like instead of showing you all the scenes that we saw it would have that like flashback of like in seven where they just yeah. kinda like quickly like almost like bleach the picture in front of you of like what's in the box
1: right you know? i know i feel like it kind of would have maybe been a little bit more of what i wanted
0: it would be a little movie. darker but, but I don't I think... think we would have gotten DiCaprio with it if Finch was doing it. Did you like DiCaprio in this? I did. I have an award for him here. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. I think it's fine. I don't know who else. Yeah. I don't think that I liked the supporting cast as much as I didn't. I liked DiCaprio. I... I think that Mark Ruffalo was a little goofy. But I, that's what I'm saying. I can't tell if he was being goofy because he was a doc he was acting as a doctor who didn't know how to act as a detective. Yeah. Or Mark Ruffalo's just being goofy. Before Ruffalo <laughs> Okay. Before the goofball got in set. Oh my god. They actually considered uh Robert Downey Jr. or Josh Brolin as Fuck. Chuck slash Doctor Sheehan. Wow but I guess Mark Ruffalo wrote a letter to Martin Scorsese saying how much he admired him and really wanted. Oh, he
1: Brown knows his way in a
0: little Brown.
1: nose, yeah. Brown, Brown. Yep. I think a lot of people in this movie could be replaced with anyone. Really? Mm -hmm. I I think Leo did a great job as he always does, but I didn't really think like, Oh, only Leo could do this role. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just because it was such a, just such a wild movie. I think what's also cool that they do in movies sometimes is they they'll pick an actor who doesn't normally do stuff like this. So I mean, like Leo's done a lot of stuff, and in Departed he was, he kind of had that undercover dual personality vibe. And like we even talked about that with that movie, how Matt Damon was always the good guy and seeing him as the bad guy. And that is kind of weird. And then seeing Leo in Inception the same year, he kind of has a little bit of like the weird mental reality thing going on. Yeah. So I don't think it was completely abnormal for him to play a role like this. I think I think that's why he does a really good job at it. But he's also just playing Teddy the whole time in a
0: way. No, dude, you got to peel it like an onion. He's playing the latest, playing Teddy, playing Teddy the whole time.
1: That's what the story says.
0: Just like fucking Ruffalo's playing a doctor who can't play a detective. I hope. This movie's just so fucking whack. Quick tidbit before I get into categories. Yeah. Uh, The quote, remember us, for we too have lived, loved, and laughed. Seen on the plaque On the way to the mental institution is taking from Medfield's Fine Lake Cemetery. A contest was held to come up with a quote to be used on a stone marker as a remembrance of those who died in the 1918 influenza epidemic (laughs) known as the Spanish flu.
1: (laughs) Isn't that nuts? What? (laughs) So they took a plaque. A quote from the Spanish flu and just slapped it on an <laughs> insane asylum.
0: I mean, it's fucking terrifying. Remember us for we too have lived, loved and laughed. It's like these mental patients all weren't mental at one point in their life. Hopefully. Oh, I think. Fuck. All right. Categories. If
1: not, they're still laughing. Uh,
0: what was your movie feeders critic review?
1: I said this is a solid psychological thriller with creepy themes and disturbing images that stick with you, but they don't stick with you as much as the twist, which is great, but it's also a little difficult to look past after having seen the movie.
0: Yeah. I, I but I think something similar,
1: I think from what we've found, it'll be interesting to like rewatch it to like look for those things, but it's a different viewing experience. Like you can't just watch this again and expect to fully enjoy it. I feel like you watch it, for the first time and you enjoy what you get out of it and the twist
0: And the next time you, you watch, watch it the it, second like,
1: time with some background and you're and you're like okay now i'm kind of seeing what this movie's doing and i think that's the way to watch this movie i think if you just kind of go into it it's gonna be like okay
0: yeah uh i said that the first time you watch it, it makes you feel crazy. When the big reveal hits, you feel exactly like the main character does, which is terrifying and astonishing at the same time. Yeah. I agree. Um, if you could only say one quote from this movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Why are you all wet, baby? <laughs> oh. oh, dude. it's That's <laughs> fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? That's like the beginning of the end for him. Quote I'd use was, uh, what would be worse, to live a monster or to die as a good man? That's what, what would, would you say. rather do? Live as a monster, baby. Right? You know why? What would be monster mashing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do the monster mash.
0: It was a graveyard smash.
1: Monster. Monster mash. Scale to A to Z. What would you rate this movie?
0: Uh, M for well, mindfuck, <laughs> or L for lobotomized. I did C for Block C. Okay,
1: because it was hell on earth.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, and
1: also these people are cuckoo for cocoa puffs. <laughs> C for the naked men in a <laughs> cell. For the naked, the naked cocks we see in Block C. <laughs>
0: Uh, movie dreamy grants you one item from this movie.
1: I, I think this is the first movie that I don't want anything from.
0: I said the same thing. I literally said nothing. I Fuck want that. nothing from this movie. I don't. Like, not even, like, a
1: hat no. or anything. Like, anything to remind me of this movie is just too creepy. Yeah. Ugh. Um, oh. I forgot we have an ad. <laughs> okay. This podcast is sponsored by Kali's Role Playing Games. Leave your D&D game in the dungeon where it belongs. Try Kali's RPGs just once and you'll be committed. Their dark and elaborate stories will twist your mind until you don't even know that you're playing a game. Fun! <laughs> Sold at all participating lighthouses. Do you get a free lobotomy with it? Uh, it comes with a free lobotomy
0: kit, yeah. Nice. And a free gaslighting experiment from your primary physician. The arson kit is is sold separately. Oh.
1: Create two fictional awards this movie would win.
0: I said, once you've seen it, you can unsee an award. Hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the second one I said, <laughs> the Chef Leo Award. Yelling, spitting, crying. He does it all. They really let Leo cook in this movie. Nice. They do. You know? They do, yeah. They really do. He's really
1: going for it. How about you? I had the uh, Strike a Match Award for striking the most matches in a movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Best Psychological Thriller Slash Horror Asylum Movie. Oh. Because I was thinking about other, like, asylum or um, like mental hospital movies, and like one flew over the cuckoo's nest is probably the best and most popular one. Yeah, but it's not a horror movie. No, or it's more of like thriller. A I don't comedy slash drama, drama. Yeah, but I thought this one definitely fit more of the thriller horror vibe. Yeah, and I feel like there's a there's a big trope with asylums, but I don't feel like we really see that much i think it's in a lot of games like outlast and like the batman games but do you would you agree with that yeah it's the best like because there's not that many so I would it's say other like, than
0: the one who flew uh, i guess we just literally talked about that i kind of tried
1: to like stupid separate it from that yeah i don't know i feel like it's a stretch
0: i would say until proven Otherwise, from another movie yeah Pick one character from the movie to help in the event of a massive emergency.
1: Latest. Because he'd make up a whole storyline for us. We'd have characters. We would have motives. It would turn the whole experience into a fun role-playing survival adventure. (laughs) Okay. And then, hey, if you ever are just like, "You know what? enough's enough. I'm not making out of this live. You just call him latest, and
0: then you're done. yeah, he's just gonna like stab you in the neck, and then the plane actually just crashes. yeah, you uh I said Dr. Sheehan, mm. I said, anyone who Solid. Is, who is committed to uh you know telling a lie for that long in order to save in order to save you, yeah, it's probably the guy you want next to you, yeah. You know, I agree. That's that's the smart bet. He's he actually he's actually his motto was uh, you either live long enough. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Dr. Sheehan fucked around and found out he I would say he fucked around and Harvey dented. Uh, use this movie's title as
1: a phrase in a sentence.
0: Let's hear it from you.
1: Uh, you really shuttered my Island. And you, you say that when your wife kills all your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my wife really shuttered my Island. Jesus.
0: Is that it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Locking it in. What do you got? Beat that. Uh, I fell asleep first at the sleepover and the boys shutter Island me. <laughs> oh God. What is that?
1: <laughs> you fell asleep at the sleepover first, first and the boys shuttered Islanded me.
0: Yeah. yeah they shutter Island me. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, do you, you know how you're never supposed to fall asleep? At is this the a block C first? thing? Yeah. yeah, Dude. Just your, whatever your wildest imagination can hit. Good. That one. <laughs> I Shutter Island my girlfriend into thinking she left the lights on when I really did.
1: (laughs) Just gaslight. Just replace the the word gaslight with Shutter Island. He keeps Shutter
0: Islanding me. (laughs) My dad likes to act like he didn't Shutter Island me and my mom growing up. (laughs) I had to Shutter Island my wife after she keep forgetting to close this fridge door. Did you hear the news? Uh uh-uh. uh. Sounds like they found him down by the railroad tracks on Shutter Island. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's all I got. Uh yeah.
1: Uh earlier you had mentioned that this would not be a good desert island movie. Do you still feel the same way?
0: Yeah, I think after everything we went through, I feel the same way.
1: I agree. I said this would literally be one of the worst <laughs> desert imagine, island movies imagine
0: being on a desert island just wanting hope dude it would make you go insane yeah it, it would, would probably like, make you
1: get like a split personality mm-hmm. you'd probably think oh that's a good way for me to pass the time and like have a creative outlet
0: this is like who is uh kaiser soze but it's actually i am andrew latest <laughs> fuck <laughs> all right uh hey, you want to you want a big i need sip a, of water i need a big gulp this isn't <laughs> play a game, just me and
1: you. You want to drink? Drink to your leg. Drink to your leg. Okay, so we drink <laughs> our legs. <laughs> you don't be such a square. Everybody who's anybody drinks. I drink your milkshake. Why is the rum gone? What would be Hair of the dog that bit me. Bourbon on the rocks. All right, the official movie feeders drinking game for Shutter Island is as follows. Rule one, take a sip when a match is struck. Rule two, take a sip when there is a war flashback. Rule three, take a sip when Teddy's wife appears. Rule four, take a sip when you hear the name Andrew
0: And Rule five, finish your drink when Teddy goes to Ward C slash Block C. This is one movie that, like, I
1: feel like you need to drink during. Yeah, yeah, you're probably gonna <laughs> just be to doing can't.
0: better if you drink, just to kind of numb the senses a little. Mm-hmm. Well, <sighs> any closing remarks? Are you pretty done with? When um, I, I was we... ri- when I was writing
1: notes for this, I kept accidentally typing Shitter Island because <laughs> the I is right next to the U on the keyboard. Yeah, and um, it was kind of hard for me not to say Shitter Island. <laughs> Yeah, um,
0: I feel like we've exhausted everything about this movie.
1: I feel like this movie is. I feel like it's not as complicated as it seems. Mm-hmm. After doing some research and kind of piecing stuff together, like it makes it all makes a lot of sense. It's just. I, I think it's a. I think it's a good movie. I think like we said, there's a bunch of layers, but all the layers make sense. You piece them together, and you got a whole picture. I don't really think there's too much that's out of pocket or is like still difficult for me to comprehend. Like I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on this movie um, through watching it and just you know finding out some stuff online after. So that's kind of a nice feeling. I mean, it's like yeah, no, I i understand what's going on here
0: yeah and i mean it's like you said you get once you figure it out you get everything from it and then the next part of watching it is just kind of looking back and catching all of the breadcrumbs yeah like oh man i can't believe i didn't see that Mm -hmm. kind of vibe um i'm pretty upset i bought this movie fuck you did (laughs) yeah i don't know why I uh, I just knew I wasn't gonna be able to rent it because it wasn't on anything, and if I rented it on something, I knew just because of the timing of the way I was gonna watch the movie, I wasn't gonna be able to watch it back to back days and do all my notes. Oh, okay. Well, <sighs> so I just got when me you watch Shutter it in three Island.
1: years, you'll be able to. I don't know. This movie's weird. It's like I like it, but I don't really want to watch it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like. I don't think we need to review revisit this movie if we ever get to, like, episode 1015. Did I say quad. that? No. no oh. I know there's some movies we've talked about where it's like, we should maybe revisit that one. Yeah.
1: Like, American Psycho is one I'd like to maybe... Revisit. Yeah. But... Just kind of see what we said and see what else we can find or...
0: Yeah, this isn't that. This isn't we... that. I think mm-hmm.
1: we've kind of covered it. Shutter
0: Island at, like, what episode? What? twenty eight?
1: kind of the start of our spooky season.
0: Yeah, it's a good the idea here. 27. It's a or no, this would be 28. It's a good um it's a good transition. It definitely gets you in the dark spirit of spooky season.
1: Yeah, if you want to feel like shit, um watch this movie and then listen to this pod and hopefully we make you feel a little better about it.
0: I don't think we did any justice towards that, but
1: yeah. Welcome to spooky season, folks. We got more coming at you.